What's up, everybody? My name is Lamont, and welcome back to another episode of the God is My Source podcast. We bridge the gap between God, money, health, family, and relationships, and we root everything back to the word of God. We don't act like we holding to nobody else, but we know that God is the truth. God is our source, and we thank Miss Blessing McCoy for coming on. Blessing McCoy Thompson, correct? I go by Blessing Destiny, but all of that was correct. Blessing Destiny. Your mama yes. named you Blessing? And she named me Destiny. Yes, she did. Blessing oh, Destiny. Blessing Destiny. Oh, my God. Yep. That's dope. That's dope. That's dope. Well, we thank her for coming on to our podcast today. She's going to give us some light, share the, show us how she was able to do the different things that she did. Woman of God, mother, business owner. She do it all. So we're just going to get into the word of God. We're going to get into her testimony, find out the different things that has gone on in her life. And we're just going to get right to it. So we're going to start off with a word of prayer, and then we're going to start off. So, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for this day. We honor you. We praise you. We thank you for everything you've done for us. We ask you to continue to just shed your light on us. We ask you to just speak through us today so that we may touch some souls, bring some souls back to you, and be able to give each person an opportunity to put you first. For your word says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. So we shall not search for money. We shall not search for jobs. We shall not search for businesses. We shall search to seek your face first so that everything will be added unto us. And we thank you that the blessing of the Lord makes us rich and adds no sorrow. So we shall not have painful toil searching for these things. We ask you for all these things in Jesus' mighty name. I pray it is on the Shelby. Amen. Amen receive that amen amen appreciate you for coming on here with shut source notice oh no no thank you for having me i really can't wait to be on here and talk about the word and talk about god like it's one of my favorite things to talk about so let's go amen amen woman of god so where are you from originally i'm originally from savannah georgia okay savannah so how far is that from because you live in atlanta now correct live in atlanta so that's four hours south Okay. Okay. So what's the difference? Like, I know they told me that when you leave Atlanta, it's a whole nother place. So how is it where you from? Or is it like a city or is it like, cause isn't that close to, that's close to the ocean, correct? Cause y'all got beaches. We're close to the ocean. We have a beach. Um, I would say the main difference. So where I live, I live in Mableton, Georgia, which is 15 minutes out of the city. And to me, it's very much like Savannah. So the energy about Atlanta is a vibe, but you can also not be in that vibe if you wanted to. Um, when you're on the outskirts of the city, it becomes very suburban. So it's not too far or too different from living in Savannah. But on a, on a bigger scheme, the difference from Savannah living and Atlanta living is mindset. Like the people of Atlanta and the surrounding areas are such entrepreneurs, are such business-minded individuals. They've been that way forever. So in Savannah, where we have slavery, and I'm sure slavery happened here in Atlanta, but when we had the civil rights movement, Atlanta had Martin Luther, Martin Luther King. Savannah didn't have that. So they, they, they're still profiting from having that type of energy and those type of people and that type of mindset being right here from Atlanta versus Savannah. When we think, when I think about Savannah, still very Southern, uh, there's still a lot of racism going on there. Right. 
versus Atlanta, like if you can afford to do what you need to do, boo, you can do what you need to do, pretty much. Definitely. No, because I mean, I would think that too, though, because to be honest with you, like I was just talking to you earlier, like we know that Atlanta's low key like the black mecca. I've been trying to like find different places that compare to Atlanta in America, but you can't find nothing. You can't find nothing probably nowhere in the world because you can find black doctors, black lawyers, black educators, black service people. You can find black business owners. You can find y'all have streets where it's nothing but black business owners. And we don't get to see that everywhere. Like I was telling a lot of my friends, cause I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. So, I mean, I, I joke a lot about it too. Cause I say Atlanta is the hood of America because <laughs> Atlanta is like anything that you want to do in Atlanta. If you black, you can do it. Like from A to Z, from good to bad, from East to West, left to right, you can do it in Atlanta because that's just how it's set up. That's how it's structured. It's the heaven of America. Let's put it like that. You can do whatever you want to do. You can be blessed, however you want to be blessed. And like my mom, she, my mom would really love for us to move back. I have a son. He's three. His name is Barack, which is a derivative of a blessing. She wants us to move back to Savannah so bad. And I'm just like, boo, we can't do that because my son needs to see these black doctors. My son needs to see these black attorneys my son needs to see these black owned businesses my son has to be in the mix he has to go to school with their children we were just speaking about the type of cars that these kids drive to school is crazy my son has to live that lifestyle oh so it's, it's really like how it is on the ground no it, it's going down in atlanta it's not a stunt and it's a lot of stunting <laughs> happening but it's a lot of real happening as well because uh, I used to come down there a lot. I used to see a lot. You know, see, I used to see a lot, but you know, you 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 think you you think you know what's going on, but you might not know what's going on, so you just don't speak on it. You just listen, I give them the people that are stunning, stunning is a skill. You don't know how to stunt like that. Yeah. Stunting yeah. is even a skill. If you figured out how to make it look a certain kind of way and, and profit off of that, I mean it ain't for me, but hey, isn't it's, it's a skill. So let me tell you this story. So I moved, so I was, I moved to, I'm 35 now. I moved to Atlanta when I was 22 years old. So I, you know, I always had the Lord in me, but I might've been a little bit more, a little bit rough around the edges, right? <laughs> and so um, I had a homegirl who lived here in Atlanta and we came up here to visit her for my birthday. Might've been like my 21st or 20th birthday. We just came, probably 21st birthday. And we went to the club and she was like, do you know who that was who just trying to talk to you? And I was like, no, I still, I don't even remember his name to this day. And she was like, that was a basketball player. I was like, that was a basketball player? I don't watch sports, so I don't know who he was. I want to say within six months, I packed my bags and I moved to Atlanta. I said, if people, if, if randomly I'm in the club and a basketball player is trying to talk to little old me from Savannah, Georgia, that's where I want to live. <laughs> Now, right, after moving down. here, I learned that the women that date these basketball players and are in these clubs and are living this lifestyle, it takes a skill. And I don't have it. <laughs> Another skill. And I don't Atlanta, have it. Atlanta, the home of the skills. And I don't have it. So I had to retire <laughs> and get my own money. <laughs> That's dope. That's dope. That's dope. So we know you get to the bag. You see the backdrop. Y'all see the backdrop. Blessing get to the money. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. Blessing get to the money. We connected because I was on our Instagram lives one day 
And she was talking that talk. She talking about mindset. She talking about business funding. She talking about starting up businesses. She talking about how many businesses she got. And I'm like, let me, let, let me, the woman of God, I'm like, she needs to come talk on the God is my source podcast hey. so she can give us this game. So let's talk a little bit about you. What's your testimony? What have, what has God brought you through to get you to where you are today? Listen, this title of your podcast show is so timely. And I, I was on another, um, it wasn't a podcast, but I was invited to come speak at another event last night that was also virtual. And I told the same story, but um, the God is my source is so real because I moved here, like I said, at 22 and I met a gentleman that I was walking through the mall one day. He said to me, I'm going to help you make more money than you've ever made in your life. And I'm like, run it, let's do it. But long story short, because it's a long story, I got, it happened. Like I started making more money with him than I had ever made in my life. And it got to a point where God was telling me that my time was done in that situation. Like it's time to move on to some new things. And I was just like, but God, the money is just so good. Like I, I dropped out of college. Like, where am I going to be able to make this type of and have this type of lifestyle like I have here now. And God was just like, I'm not explaining all of that. I'm just letting you know that it's time to go. <laughs> and I was telling my guy friend, my um, boss at the time, the guy I was seeing at the time, I was like, God told me that my time is up here. And he said to me, God will never tell you anything like that. God will never tell you to leave somewhere that is making you profitable, where you're making more money than you ever made in your life. And I said, well, we know that's not true um, because we know when the rich young ruler came to Jesus and said, hey, Jesus, I'm doing everything right and I want to follow you. What must I do? He told the rich young ruler, go get rid of all of your riches and come follow me. So we do know God will tell you to, to leave some Drop stuff, everything. but it's not for you to understand. I'm just trying to tell you because I don't want to leave. I know it will leave you in the bind, but I got to go. And it was really God just wanting me to trust in him as my source again, because I had gotten so dependent on this situation that I thought that was the best I could do. And so the guy friend kind of started belittling me a little bit, telling me this was the best I can do. And then the devil was trying to make me believe it was the best I can do. And I had to come back. Like I just had to go back into my word and just remember that since I was a little girl or since I was working, let's keep it there. Ever since I started in the workforce, Every opportunity got better than the next opportunity. The next opportunity got better than the next opportunity. And the next opportunity got better than the next opportunity. So this, it got me motivated then. So this has been my best opportunity thus far. Whatever's next got to be better than this. God has shown me if he's done it once, he'll do it again. So mm -hmm. stop being scary. Sis. He's already shown you a track record. So when I changed my, when I started looking at the glass half full and the proof that I had, it made it very much easier to get out of that situation. But when I was looking at it half empty and just believing what the devil was trying to feed into me, I was like, this is the best I could do. And then just like that, that God is my source. Like it was, that was the theme. God is your source. Let him be the source. So now that we're here, it's still so full circle. That's what's up. That's what's up. So what, uh, what was the opportunity that you walked into? So the opportunity that I walked into, so outside of my, outside of business consulting, I own an 
accident injury um, referral service. So mm -hmm. this gentleman um, that I met that told me this information was in personal injury. He was in that um, that space. He wasn't quite an attorney. He wasn't quite a chiropractor. He had actually had a marketing um, firm where most of the marketing that he did was specializing with chiropractors and personal injury attorneys. And we just kept growing in the space and growing in the space, growing in the space. So we learned a lot along the way. We learned how to monetize the industry in some non-traditional ways. He taught me everything he knew because I was just such a dependable employee. Like on the days he didn't feel like coming to work, I was at work. I was always present, giving it 110% as if it was my own job. Um, so the 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 um, what was offered to me was an opportunity to get in the personal injury space and that is a very lucrative industry here in georgia especially mm. you see see this is why we 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 gotta trust in god because you would have we're not gonna say if you was a, a sinner you went aware of this opportunity but what are the odds of running into somebody with the opportunity in in referral services for injury lawyers in a city, I already know what go down in Atlanta. It's traffic everywhere. Why? Because somebody always getting into an accident. And now you bought them, you monetized off of this to become financially free. So let's talk about this industry a little bit. I gotta get into the weeds a little bit. So getting into this business, what is the startup cost to get into accident referral? So so here's the thing. It's kind of hard to get others into accident referral that way. The best way to get into this business is to be someone I could make the referrals to. So it's better if you have a surgery center or if you are a chiropractor, if you are an attorney, then that's really where I can help the most because being the referral service is really the magic sauce and just really something you can't teach someone else. It's just the grace of God that he let me he led me to it because it's like a wishing well where you know how to attract accidents and you refer them to people so that is a good question because this so my normal um what's the word i'm looking for my normal business model is i help everyday people so anybody that's in an accident I can help you. You are my target audience. And I refer you to a chiropractor and I refer you to an attorney. And from there, they make their own referrals for whatever else needs to be done. So this year, my primary focus is going to be working with attorneys that are not currently in there. They are an attorney, but they're not currently practicing personal injury. So they might be a family practicing family law, um, a corporate attorney. I want to show them how lucrative it would be for them to be practicing. Also, you don't even have to stop what you're doing. Just add this as an, an additional stream of income. Not only would I set up the form for you, I will also provide you with clients. Mm, so this is like a, a networking situation. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like a networking situation, definitely, or even um, it's a product. Like I, it's a business in a box. Like I can set you up and not only teach you how to market to get organic leads, I can provide you with mm. hot leads. I can whatever your investment is with me, I'm going to guarantee I can bring you at least three times that amount back. See that? Hey, make sure y'all tap in with uh, Miss Blessing if y'all want to want to get an injury. Hey, so 
my next question after that was, so you one of those people that be on the billboards? You got your own billboard in Atlanta? I do not, but my, my attorneys do. My attorneys actually do. And I want to touch on one other thing that you mentioned, like how did I get into it? So when this guy told me he's going to help me make more money than I ever made in my life, that couldn't have worked for everybody. Mm-hmm. You have to be a believer to receive that. Yeah. You have to be, whether it worked or didn't work, you have to be a believer. You have to have some faith to believe that. So I was living with my homegirl at the time and I was like, yo, I went directly home from the mall and I shared the same information with her. And I was like, he said, he's going to help me make more money than I've ever made in my life. I believed it. I didn't know this guy from a can of paint, but I believed it. And it's still producing in my life today, 11 years later. And I told my homegirl this and she was like, well, okay. She didn't believe. Mm-hmm. And our life right now are so drastically different. And I was just like, she was there from the, she was, she was with me shooting in the gym. Like your, her financial situation shouldn't be her financial situation, but she wasn't a believer. You believed in it. He said, I believe. Without, he said, without faith, it's impossible to please him. But we must believe that those who seek him know that he is a rewarder to those who diligently seek him. I didn't quote that verbatim, but we already know. Yes. So we know he said faith come by here and here and come by the word of God. So we knew that you already had the seed inside you to know that no evil shall befall you, no plague shall come down your dwelling. And this got to work or it's got to work. Period. So mindset plays such a major part. Like that goes back to Psalms 91, which is one of my favorite uh, songs, verses and from the Bible in general, that whole little chapter there. And it basically says, because I'm horrible at um, saying it verbatim, but that it may happen to everybody else in the world, but it will not happen to me. <laughs> so even with, in the secret place. Yeah. So even when it comes to Corona, I'm like, yo, it's not, ha- I'm not afraid. I'm not, it's not coming to me. And that's my mindset on so many things. Like, I don't care what's going on in the world. I'm not watching the news. I don't care because it's not happening to me. I'm already protected. I'm covered in the blood. It, it cannot come to me. So um, I remember when the outbreak first happened and I, I had cable at the time and I was watching the news and I did feel like the world was about to come to an end, like the way the news was portraying what was going on around the world. But I also read a lot of self-help books and those books tell us to not watch the news. It really literally tells us that. I think I was only watching it because my mom is here. (laughs) She's faithful. She faithfully watches the news. And so even now she's like, yeah, they got this new stream out. I'm like, mom, I don't ever know about any of this stuff until you tell me. And I've, and none of us has never had the virus in any shape, form or fashion. And it's just because I believe that so heavily for me and my family that no matter what is going on, it can't come near me. Anything that comes to me is for my good. It's going to make me better. I am favored. I am blessed no hurt, harm, or danger can come to me. It's impossible. No, that, that mindset is key. You Like, I used to, before I started going to certain churches, I wasn't given that, that ability to understand that you literally can do anything within the wheel. And, it's not, and it takes nothing away from my upbringing and the things that I was taught. But the things I was taught put me in a position to honestly put God in a box, to be honest. Like it, it, it taught me to 
sort of be pessimistic in certain situations, sort of limit God in situations, sort of make it as if it was in his will for me to not be in position to prosper. So once I started being able to get around other people and they teaching me a different way, I was able to see that if we understand this word and we live by this word, can't nothing like stop the promise on your life. Now, that doesn't mean it's going to be cookies and cream. That don't mean right. that it's going to be easy. Nothing is going to be easy because everything that has worth must be tested for true authenticity. Like that's how it is because gold has to be put in fire before it's refined and sold to us. So we know that we're going to go through stuff. But I don't think a lot of people are put in a position to where they they are placed to understand that literally whatever happens to you happens to put you in your position to pursue your purpose or live in your purpose. And it's up to God for you to prosper because you can't fail and call on him, because if you fail and call on him, then he made he did. He, technically made you for no reason because he didn't make you to just not do nothing. He didn't make you to just be at the bottom. He didn't make you to just not know nothing. He say, the Bible say, uh, for the lack of not, for people, uh, people, what, what is it? It's perish. People perish for the lack of knowledge. So that show you that if you don't know nothing, you're not educated or you're not trying to educate yourself or receive education from somebody else that you're going to be in the, you're going to be in the weeds all the time. Like you're not going to understand what's going on. You're not going to pay attention to what's going on because you thinking so small, you thinking so in the box and not paying attention that God can do anything. And I'm glad that you shared that with us because you stepped out on faith doing that. You had to step out on faith doing that. Now, you multiple six figure businesses. I'm not getting in your pockets or nothing, but this lady right here, she throws a mansion a party for y'all to come to. She she throw a mansion party for y'all to come to. We're gonna get into that later. It's but my father's house, there's Every, many mansions, that's why. <laughs> she throws mansion, she throws mansion events every quarter so that people can get the experience so that they can visualize it and manifest it into their lives. And she coaches other people that probably make more money than her because she's a business consultant too as well on top of owning this accident referral business. So let's talk about mindset a little bit. When it comes to mindset, a lot of entrepreneurs have a lack mindset and they don't really get into that abundant thinking. How could somebody shift their mindset if they grew up in a situation where they always thought lack and pessimism. Got it. So two things. First of all, you got to change your environment. You definitely have to do that. You got to get around people who you think are thinking positively and on a higher vibration, like whatever you can do that. And that is also one of the main things that, that changed my life, which was also so hard leaving that job because it was so much negativity going on there, but it was also, he had introduced me to so much. But um, to piggyback off of the point that you made about the church is not teaching us appropriately, we're pessimistic and we're fearful because the churches didn't teach us appropriately when we were going to church as kids. I don't know if the pastors just didn't know any better. So that means our parents didn't know any better. 
But that was one of the major shifts for me that I got introduced to self-help books, right? So if you can't get in the room and if you can't get around the people that you want to get around, start reading those books, y'all. And some of those books that I'm going to name for you guys, one is going to be The Master Key System. One is going to be How to Win Friends and Influence People. One is going to be Acres of Diamonds. One is going to be, what was another great book that I read during that shift in my life? where I was like, not negative, but I woke up feeling like life was doing me. And then I started reading these books and I started knowing I was in control and I was doing life. So those are three good ones to start with. Um, I'm gonna think of a couple more for you guys, but I started reading those books, number one. Somebody introduced me to those books, number one. Number two, I started reading those books. Number three, the books was full of scriptures. Mm -hmm. everything in the book was really from the Bible. So it made the Bible better to understand. So I had this conversation with my mom one day because she's 65 and she's from that old school religion, like we were just talking about. And she was like, well, the Bible is the only book that you need. And I'm like, yeah, in a way, if you are scholarly in the Bible, it could be the only book that you need. But reading those other books that I mentioned to you guys and other similar books broke it down. It just simplified it. And it just basically started letting you know that God desires you to have every desire you desire to have. If it's in his will, you can have it. And there's nothing about lacking and there's nothing about poverty in there. That everything is about abundance and really understanding that you are God's child. How can you be a child of God? Like he's literally our father and live in lack. Like I heard one person say it to the degree that if your pastor is fat, that is a problem <laughs> because I mean, that's just, he's not principally, you know, eating right and taking care of his body. Like once you just understand the principles and how things work, you just get an understanding that it's not supposed to be a certain way. What, you, what we're seeing, what we was raised on is 100% wrong. I'm not mad at him. I think that's all they knew. Like being from Savannah, Georgia and, you know, hearing about slavery and, them only allowing, not even being able to read. And then when they did read the Bible to us, they read it from their perspective. And that's still generationally in our minds because it takes so long for that kind of stuff to be erased. And now these pastors, they just came from their fathers being pastors and their fathers being pastors. They really just didn't know any better. They're not opening up any other books to get a better explanation. So they're just doing what they know. So the, the, to shorten this answer, guys, I recommend getting around positive people if possible. I know that can be hard because like even now as a multiple six-figure earner, I'm like, I need to get around people who make even more money. And sometimes it's not that easy. Like, hey, I want to hang out with you because you make more money. Hey, I want to make hang out with you because you're positive. People are just not letting you in the room like that all the time. But the more you start figuring out how to make it happen for yourself and that step one for me was those books, then you do just start to magnetize it towards yourself. You start speaking differently. You start attracting just everything you desire to have to come towards you. So again, that's you know one of the reasons he probably stopped me and said what he said because it was just on me that I would receive it. So just start believing in it. Start searching for good information. My body, my mind is on a very strict diet. You know how you go on a diet to lose weight? 
my mind is always like that. I wish I could stay off of social media as much as I do. But outside of social media, I make sure that anything I bring into my body that's mentally stimulating is a positive. There's no TV, no, no, just nothing negative. I don't, I barely, rarely listen. I'm sorry if this offends anyone to rap music. It's just very negative. It's just nothing inspiring for me in that. So I'm just very selective on what I allow into my temple, which makes it easier to magnetize. The more good food that you eat, the easier it is to attract those things that you really want in life. And you know, if you want to attract bad things in life, you want to attract that too, depending on what you surround yourself with and bring into your body. No, for real though, because as a man think of in his heart, so is he. That's in the Bible yeah. too. And and if and if you eating, it, it got to come out. If you eating it, it has to come out. Like if you if I go eat Burger King for three weeks straight, it's gonna sit in my body until it come out. It's probably gonna come out all type of different ways. It's probably going to come out through my pores, all type of stuff. I'm at the workout, get the weight off. The weight going to sit on me until I drop it off. But if I continue to eat McDonald's and Burger King all the time, I'm going to get the benefits of eating McDonald's and Burger King all the time. If I change my diet to vegetarian or vegan, I'm going to get more healthier skin. I'm going to lean up. I'm going to tone up a little bit more. I'm going to have more energy. I'm going to be able to go through all my day without feeling certain type of ways it's just what comes with the territory mm -hmm. and that's funny that you talk about uh music a lot because being i was in the music industry and it's just funny that the things that we speak the bible says that death and life is in the power of the tongue and then when we listen to the music that we listen to we pay attention that everything we say is sort of detrimental and when you pay attention to the Bible, you understand that Dave, uh, well, Solomon was talking about drinking a lot in Proverbs. It's funny, too, because if y'all never read the book of Proverbs, well, everybody should read the book in their life at least once, because it only takes four chapters a day for a year to read the whole Bible in a year. I'm reading it every year, but if you don't want to read it every year, mm -hmm. you can do it in a year. But reading Proverbs, he gets to the point where he says that. Kings shouldn't drink much wine. Leave that to the people that are in power. Let them, the people that are perishing, let them drink away their poverty. So we celebrate. And when you talk, when they're talking about wine in the Bible, it's talking about all types of non-soberness. So we talking about drinking, we talking about smoking, we talking about fornicating, we talking about uh finessing each other stealing from each other we talking about uh being disloyal to each other and glorifying it so as we speak this out of our mouth it's like we basically speaking poverty into the world because when we speak it we think it and when we think it we continue to believe it that's why the bible say faith come by hearing and hearing come by the word of god because you're not gonna have faith in him unless you know the word of god totally like you can think you know, but you don't really know because you don't know what he can do because you got to understand what he did to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You got to understand what he did for Daniel. You got to understand what he did for Elijah. You got to understand that the storm wasn't coming. He said it wasn't going to be no rain. And then he said, well, Elijah, if you pray, we're going to make this rain come. You feel what I'm saying? He, he, he let Hezekiah extend more years to his life simply by praying. That'll show you that you got to pray. You got to fast. You got to understand 
what you're doing these things for so that you can be able to put yourself in a better position just simply by changing your conversation, mm -hmm. changing what you read, changing what you allow yourself to listen to because this affects our kids too. Yeah, and Black music is the only music that speaks like it speaks. White people don't talk like that in their music. Like I remember growing up and hating country music because it was just so white, like ugh, it was country music. <laughs> and then as I got older, I guess really American Idol kind of put me on country music. I'm like, okay. And I would hear just random songs, you know, just out and about. I'm like, the appreciation of life that they have in their music, like even though they're rich now, they'll be talking about, hey, I was at the bar and I saw my sweetheart. Like, when the last time you heard somebody reminisce in Black music about their sweetheart, like from high school, like it just doesn't happen, you know? Mm -hmm. So it, I, I really wish that we could change the narrative in our music it does not glorify black women at all it's just it's just it's just hard and if that's all you're taking in it's just not a good thing but at least if you are taking that in and you're making a point to being your word and being around the right environment and in the right proximity that's helpful but you are what you eat and that music is just not a good meal for us guys and I want to say one other thing. In addition to those books that I was I mentioned, Pastor Bill Winston, he's oh. out of Chicago. Living Word changed my life, Pastor Bill Winston. So if you're looking to help change your mindset and know that you are a child of God and heaven is here on earth, abundance is yours, legacy is yours, this is your heritage is yours. Start with Pastor Bill Winston. Like he's a very good pastor that's unlike the pastors that we grew up with that kind of got the message wrong to help you start getting the message corrected. I love Bill Winston. I, uh, I love Bill. I had got hip to uh, Miles Monroe okay. years ago. And so once I started listening to Miles Monroe, you know how YouTube got the algorithm. So mm -hmm. I started getting hip to all type of people. I started getting to Tony Evans, Bill Winston, uh, just all different types of mm -hmm. people. And they helped me change my mindset more. It was more along the lines of not really just because some people, they, they get a little too holy. Like they're not mm -hmm. saying you can't get too holy, but you, yeah. you know what I mean? Some people, they yep. it's religious. So every, when you start talking about the Bible all the time, like you might be like, I might be in the hood somewhere and then we talking and out of my mind, it just, it's in me now. Cause I was able to, to be sitting under this. So it's in me. So I, we'd be talking about stuff and I just get to talking about God or I just, but this is natural conversation to the average ear. They'd be like, why are you always talking about God? But God is the actual was, was real. Like it's the truth. Like he said that I'm not like a man that I should lie. Like, like the son of man, I should repent. So he can't lie. So everything that's in the Bible has to happen. And when we understand that, that we can we can really be able to live an abundant life. And it's not saying that you're not going to sin. You're going to sin. Everybody's sin. But you don't have to sin on purpose all the time. Like, you don't have to live the sin. Like, we were just talking about the music. Like, it's glorifying sin that really puts it in a position that makes us start doing different things. Because it provoked you. Like, no right. offense, like, look at some of the women now. Like, it provoked it. Like, we started getting women rappers, and there's nothing to take away from them. 
but what they glorifying. I will take it away. I um, I'm surprised I'm following her because I make it a point to not even follow it because I remember being a young girl and listening to Little Kim and wanting a rap it and writing my raps out at like 13 years old about so much sexual stuff, and that was only because I was listening to rap music and they was the only ones that I thought was rich, so I wanted to be rich too. So now I'm talking about all kind of stuff I ain't never dealt with in real life, but I heard it through the music, <laughs> and now I'm writing about it like it's true. And so I saw this video clip of, I guess this is um, Megan Thee Stallion's new song she got coming out. And it was just like, are y'all for real? Like, this is just too much. Kids are scrolling on the gram, sis. Like, we're saying the P word fully. We got stuff over it. It's just too much. It's, it's not even censored. It's bad enough when it's censored. Now it's not even at least we have back in my day I can remember my little brother like you gotta buy the, the clean version like now you could buy the clean version I guess but it's all over everywhere the unclean version still like even BET would play the clean version <laughs> unless it was late night and you would have to get um uncut and then you just happen to hear the real but it, it's it's totally out of control, but even um, with social media. So I do a good job of following people that are influential and, you know, positive and, you know, where I want to be in life. But even that can be an overload. So what's happening with me now, I'm, I'm not following anything negative, but it's so much positivity <laughs> that even that's affecting me like, dang, blessing, you're not doing enough, you know? And like I was telling my home, They were watching an hour show. You're going to get most of the show and then a few commercials in between. The way social media works is everything is a commercial. Everything is trying to sell you on something. Everything is overly stimulating you. So even if you are only watching or following positive accounts is still overwhelming it's still like what consultant do i work with what coach do i work with like why am i not making this and they're making this and i've been doing this and i'm doing more than he's doing i'm doing more than she's doing so now from that perspective it's just too much but what i learned is no matter what's going on in social media you got to do what's best for your mental health that was really off topic but maybe that might bless somebody that don't get caught up in the hype if you need a break, take a break. No, you got to. The Bible says he who compares himself is unwise. So in the, in the Ten Commandments, the 10th commandment is telling you do not compare yourself. It says thou shalt not covet your neighbor's wife, your neighbor's house. That's basically saying don't covet their life. Don't okay. compare to their life. Don't think that you should have their life. And I had a revelation because I had went on a 40-day fast at the mm. top of 2021 and what provoked me to go on a fast was because I was on a mini fast like it was a little Daniel fast or something like that I was on a little Daniel fast a little play play fast <laughs> and I got a revelation when I was on the fast he was like God was like I ordered the commandments specifically in the read for a reason because it's more than 10 but 10 was the ones that was highlighted to them and just to give people a brief history before the commandments was made, men couldn't do whatever they wanted 
but they could do whatever they wanted within reason because it was no laws. It was not like you you couldn't do certain things. It was, everybody could basically do whatever they want. Now the governments, they would probably uh, make you strict on different stuff, but it was no laws. God didn't demand nobody do nothing specific. That's why he chose uh, Noah. That's why he chose Abraham because they didn't. they lived in fear of him. That's why we say we're a God-fearing people. It's not saying that we fear God. We just know that we can't live any kind of way mm-hmm. and expect to just just expect to live. Forget getting anything. We know that I can't I can't go rob the bank because I'm not gonna get the same consequence as whoever who robbed the bank. I can't go and just do whatever I want. It's just not gonna happen. So God picked Abraham, Noah, and He picked Abraham's clan, and that's how they ended up in the in the wilderness when he created the commandments but he told me thou shalt not covet because if you covet you're gonna do all the rest of the stuff trying to get what your neighbor has you're gonna steal you're gonna uh you're gonna disobey your parents because you're not gonna listen to what she said she told you don't uh she told you don't be finessing Mm -hmm. but you're gonna finesse anyway you're gonna scam you're gonna hit the cards because you like I got to get this money. You feel what I'm saying? Then your influence coming from rap music, your influence coming from social media, your influence coming from looking at the, uh, the, the homies down the street. You see that car that they pulled up in. You like, I got to pull up in something like that too. Or I got to pull up in something crazy. It's funny that the first thing that we say when we get something new, what's the first thing we say? What we say when we get something new? They gonna hate me when I pull up in this. They gonna hate me when I wear this. So it's like, you right, you right. Like, yeah, oh, they gonna hate me. I be saying I'm gonna give them something me? to hate on. They wanna hate. I'm gonna give them something to hate on. Be like, you like, like they gonna hate on me. Like even when you, even when you fresh, sometimes you, if somebody look at you the wrong way, you don't know what they looking at. But you, for some reason, you think that. They looking at you some type of way or they hating on whatever you got or what you got going on. But that's like, that's human nature. And that's why God was telling them, don't do it. And if you do it, you gotta, you gotta make a sacrifice. And we was lucky that we got Jesus, that he sacrificed himself for the remission of our sins so that we can go and have everlasting life. And we don't have to worry about slaying a goat. We ain't gotta worry about slaying an ox because if we had to do that, I don't know what I'd be doing. I'm not gonna lie to you. Child, yes. But even like you said, um, with when you're out and about and you're speaking with your homeboys and God just comes up, that's how I am about Jesus, man. Like Jesus was the OG, like literally. Like when you read how Jesus responded to people, his interactions with people, he was just so non-judgmental, but he always had the right things to say. And it's just like Whenever something comes up, I'm like, what would Jesus do for real? Because he always just did the coolest of cool things. Like he didn't overreact. He wasn't trying to put you in jail. That's y'all trying to do that. Jesus ain't never tried to do that. Jesus just like, look, he without sin cast the first stone. I mean, all of y'all are guilty. All of y'all need to chill. If y'all want to help this lady, help this lady. But this is not how you do it. Because if we stone her, who next? And his answer was just always just like, he to me, he always has to come up in conversation because he was just, I really admire him. Like, I know it's weird how I'm probably saying it, but once you get to know Jesus for yourself, like from reading the Bible, you will just see how cool he was in the most positive way. Like, I don't know how to explain it. Almost kind of, 
I'm not even gonna go there. But he's not. I know growing up they made it like fearful, like you're gonna be damned to hell if you don't do this, and you're gonna be damned to hell if you don't do that. And maybe that might be some old testament stuff. But in this new testament, get to know Jesus for yourself. Really pay attention to how he interacted with his homies, his family, the people he randomly met and it will give you so much healing of how you need to interact in your day-to-day life and also make sure guys we kind of hit this already but just work on yourself daily this is a daily exercise this is not something that we do on Sunday and we expect to be good for the rest of the week like he said we're going to continue to sin because that's just what it is but the thing is about acknowledging the sin asking for forgiveness from the sin and trying your best not to do the sins again. But if you do, God will forgive you. But I think what's really going on in our um, time here on this earth is that asking for forgiveness has been, is, is no longer a real thing. Like we just sin and like, God is going to be okay with it. God loves me and I cannot stand that model. Like he does love you and he's not going to damn you to hell, but he needs you to acknowledge that this is not correct. <laughs> and he needs you to ask for some forgiveness. So that that's, it's a few sins that they said you, you can't get forgiveness for. And that one is killing yourself. And that's because you don't get the time usually to ask for forgiveness. Now, if you try to kill yourself and you don't die right away, and you have the time to ask for forgiveness, then God will forgive you because he forgives you every time. But usually if you're killing yourself, it might be an instant situation. So you don't usually get afforded the luxury to be able to ask for forgiveness. But this culture doesn't ask for forgiveness at all. It's just God, is he loves everybody. It's all good in the hood. Man, now they, they be uh, joking about Joel Osteen all the time because they say he, he act like everybody going to heaven. But some people think that everybody going to heaven that, that it can't happen. Like if if that was the case, we won't have the book of Revelations and we won't have the the lake of fire of the people that's going into the lake of fire with the devil. But I think it comes to a point where we have to love people through their sin, but you have to be somebody has to be the one to hold people accountable. And I think that beforehand. They weren't holding us accountable. They were just pointing a finger. And then since they was pointing a finger, you see somebody else that's in the church or of high stature, pastor, minister, prophetess, prophet, doing something crazy. You like, wait a minute, they doing it. I'm either going to do it or you go to the position where you like, I ain't going to church. Because you ain't rooted. That's why he said when you throw, throw the seed, that's the word of God. You got some going to fall on the path. Some going to fall in the rocks. Some going to fall in the uh, in the thorns, which is the weeds. And some going to fall on good ground. And even when it fall in good ground, that don't mean the seed is going to receive the full harvest. Some going to receive 30-fold, some 60, some 100-fold. So you want to put yourself in the best position to where you obtaining everything God has for you. So why would I do certain sins if I know it's going to put me back? I'm not going to be the best blessing I can be. I'm not going to be the best Lamont I can be if I'm doing certain things. We're just going to say, if I'm out at the club getting drunk as a skunk every night, 
taking new girls home every night. It's it's no way possible I can be the best Lamont I can be because first of all, my time is occupied. I'm not putting my time into developing myself like you just said, reading those books because you got to read. If you don't read, you don't learn nothing. If you don't learn nothing, you can't take advantage of opportunities. It's so, so many people who don't read though. It's so many people who don't even think that way. It's so, so think about it. If they're in the club, they're getting drunk as a skunk every night, they're taking different girls home, that might be a goal for them. So they might actually be living their best life. That they don't even know that they ain't living their best life. You ever seen that because meme? That meme that's saying my plan and God's plan. But they plan that they think is so great. It, it's their plan. They're living their plan. So they don't even know what's over here. They don't even know it's so much. They don't even know. They don't even know. They're just content because it seems like what they're wanting is happening. So they can't even want more because they feel fulfilled. They don't even know there's a problem. And then if God got his hand on your life, he going to snatch you up out of it. And when he snatch you up out of it, it's going to feel like you hit rock bottom. That's another good point. Will everybody might not get snatched out of it? So some of us get our rewards here on earth, mm -hmm. and some of us gonna get our rewards in the next life. So I know a situation where we're watching this guy, like, yo, his life is out of control. Like, when is God gonna slice and dice this thing down? And it's like every year he gets better financially. And every year, what he enjoys doing, which is like strip clubs and hanging out, he's doing more of it. Every year, he's getting like DUIs and they're never sticking. And it's just like, yo, this is, when is it going to come to a fold? <laughs> and I'm just like, maybe we won't see it. Maybe it's not here. Like you said, we got revelations for a reason, brother. He might ball out of control every day of his life while he's here on earth. That's not for us to judge or decide. So I don't even think sometimes they get it. I think that's an afterlife problem. And then like you're mentioning of Joel Osteen, everybody got a job to do. That's why everybody don't preach like Joel. Joel might be the preacher that need to give us some inspiration because this one over here damning us to hell. So everybody has a role and a job to do. And everybody, like some people don't like Pastor Bill Winston. They consider him a prosperity preacher. Y'all see my background. I like a good <laughs> old prosperity preacher. <laughs> Preach the prosperity to me. <laughs> so that's why we have so many varieties, but I do believe a good balance of all of it is, is it could be healthy for you. But that's another thing, like Jesus, like he without sin cast the first stone because our sin might be nicer mm -hmm. than their sin, but we still are all sinning. But the difference is that forgiveness. So if he's out getting drunk in a skunk, he doesn't realize that he can't ask for forgiveness. We might go out and get drunk as a skunk. We realize it's wrong. Lord, please forgive me. And it ain't happening again for another six months. <laughs> no, real talk. Because it's, I mean, it's different streams of the gospel. Each stream, you're going to hear a different voice. Everybody going to hear a different voice. Some people might listen to Charles Stanley. You feel me? Some people might only... Some people might only listen to Bishop Nixon. They they hooping and hollering. You feel what I'm saying? Like shouting. Everybody getting crunk in the in the church. Everybody I got a headache. Down, you feel what I'm saying? Pentecostal. <laughs> like you feel me? Certain people gonna listen to different voices, but I think that 
people got to find that voice because now it's getting to the point where some people don't even want to go to church. They think they turn on the YouTube right quick. They can be like, oh yeah, God, give me. Turn on the YouTube, watch the sermon while you have sleep in the bed. <laughs> so, Stop throwing them stones at me. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got to find your church on because the thing is, it's not about, yeah, we can have church. Like right now we have a church thing. We talk about God. God is in the midst of us. You feel what I'm saying? We prayed it in. Like God is in the midst of us. But when you in that environment of believers, it's just like it, it puts you in a position of Pentecost. Like when Pentecost, when, when the Holy Ghost fell, when they was in Pentecost, they all diminished themselves to the lowest form that they possibly can be. If you remember in Acts, they all gave their money to Peter and the, pre the priests. They all gave up their houses, their land, and they built communities for everybody to live in. Everybody was the same. Nobody was hungry. Nobody worried about nothing. You feel what I'm saying? I'm not saying we all have to do that, but I think it'll be it'll be beneficial if we could do something like this. Mm -hmm. Everybody's to on the same level, spiritually, mentally, physically, financially. Don't nobody need for nothing. Hold each other accountable. Everybody pick each other up. But then we have one dude, Ananias. Ananias ain't want to sell his stuff. He lied about it. Holy Ghost tell Peter like. Ananias, you know, he, he, he ain't selling stuff. Ananias, come here. So how much how much you sell your stuff for? <laughs> you sell your stuff, right? Yeah, he lying. Drop dead. You feel me? He, and then his wife, she dropped dead too. All because they didn't want to just forget just the will of God. You got all these people here attempting to do what they believe is right and you just you you selfish you don't care you think that something is different for you and i think that's what it come down to everybody has what they want out of life and we got to get to the point that we accept obedience over happiness because once we understand that we select obedience over happiness we know that being obedient will lead us to happiness because we will be happy that we in the will of God for our lives. And whatever we get in this situation is the overflow because whatever we got right now, if I got a Rolls Royce right now, if I'm submitted to God, that's not my Rolls Royce. That's God Rolls Royce. He let me borrow the Rolls Royce. You feel me? If I got a hundred mil right now, it's not my hundred mil. God gave me that hundred mil to fulfill a specific assignment with that hundred million dollars. It wasn't for me to just be, Throw it up in people's face. Yeah, I'm richer than you. I'm I'm richer than you. Y'all can't y'all can't mess with me because I'm richer than you. That's not what we're supposed to be doing with the blessing that God gave us. Because He told Abraham, "I'm gonna make you prosperous so that you can be a blessing to others." Mm -hmm. That's what we getting stuff for, and everybody ain't gonna get the same thing. You might be a hundred million dollar lady. I might be a million dollar uh, man, or I might be a I might only make. 50,000. But that's for my assignment. And each one of us, have, that's what we got to figure out our purpose. If we don't ever find our purpose. We're going to always be unfulfilled because I'm going to always be looking at you like, man, I wish I wish I had a house like that. I wish I had a car like that because I, I got too much time on my hands. Facts. 
facts, facts. And we we are a self-centered generation, that's for sure. <laughs> but, but is, not, the Bible says stiff neck, they stiff neck people. That is for sure. But so much, ain't nothing new in the sun. All these problems have been seen before. Um, so I have to remind myself of that too. <laughs> that really is nothing new under the sun. Um, Ananias, he's probably like, yeah, they acting, they acting good today. Everybody on one accord today, but give him a couple of years. They be acting a fool. I'm gonna keep my property. <laughs> That's what he was on. That's literally what he was on. <laughs> I can't be responsible for all of them, but I do think the churches could take a page out of that Bible, out of that, uh, out of that part of the Bible that, you know, we need to do more for the community. As much as we tired in these churches, I'm like you, all of us need a nice house, not just the pastor. All of us <laughs> need a nice house. So let's share this seed that we bring into the storehouse because that's what it's for, for all of us to, and they're going to be some a little richer and a little better off than others because just like when God gave out the talent, some came back with the same amount, some came back with double, some came back with triple. Ain't nobody going to always be the same. But if somebody, if we do all have at least a playing field, I think that's fair. No, for real. And we mm -hmm. bring us to the generational wealth. That's why, that's why we, we can't afford to just be. Now, I mean, a lot of people, we got back to what we was talking about earlier. A lot of people, the reason why they live the way they live, they live loosely, is because they get rewarded for it. Mm-hmm. We the know that his job. Devil, I'm going to say the devil is doing the this. The devil paycheck is big too. It is it, it's, it's big time. He he told Jesus. He say he say, look at this. He say, just bow to me and I'll give you it all. The devil got the bag. <laughs> he got the big like, bag. And let's not forget. <laughs> but my daddy owned the cattle on the thousand hills. You feel what I'm saying? Like my daddy owned the cattle on the thousand hills. Like so. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And if we really understand that, we would we won't get in a position to where we think that we have to do things that are dishonorable to the word of God to get monetary gain. So, like, I don't want to put nobody on the spot, but just say I sell dog. You feel me? I sell heroin. I sell meth and stuff like that. Right. And I just say I'm, I'm, I'm getting a high high. This this the hand I was dealt. These the cars that I was dealt. At that point, I, I denounce all faith that God has a better plan for me. Why? Because I think the only way that I can get I can survive in this world is to provide somebody with a substance that can possibly kill them at any time. And I don't care because why? Because I get monetary gain. I get praise for it. I get the, the house I want for it. I got the cars I want. I date the type of women I want. My kids don't got nothing to uh, worry about. When I go to the club, it feel like I'm at the last, I'm at the last supper. You feel me? Everybody love me. They know what they know my name. You feel me? It's cheers in there. Well, somebody you want to go where everybody knows. That's how it is. So when I walk, so when I'm walking into this. I'm honestly just, I feel like selling your soul to the devil is completely different than what we make it. Mm. People think that you pulling out a, a dotted line. And you like, oh yeah, you blessing, you, you know, when you sign this contract, your soul belong to me, but I'm gonna make sure you prosper. Right. It ain't like that. I personally believe it's a decision to live for the devil 
for monetary gain because Jesus already told us you can't you gotta you can't serve two masters. Either you're gonna live for one and denounce the other, or denounce the other and live for the other. You can't accept both of them. That's why we got to understand that the blessing of the Lord is gonna make us rich and add no sorrow because we're gonna get what we're supposed to get for our assignment. Now you're gonna get some extra stuff along the way. You get some blessings. You feel what I'm saying? Solomon, he, people don't talk about how he was rich. He was wise. Yeah. So he was a consultant. He was a consultant for all the nations. Everybody come to him to get advice. He also too had a horse. He had a horse stable that had, I believe they said 400 plus horses. So that means at that time, Solomon was Rolls Royce. Right. <laughs> He, ro he rolled around on the, the dopest horses. You feel me? Yeah, 400 wives, 700 concubines. And he wasn't supposed to be doing all this, but <laughs> the reason why God took everything from him because he said, because he had a priest, a priest was telling him, like, you don't need to be doing all that because you're going to start worshiping their gods. It ain't the fact that you, you like, well, we live in a different time now, but you, you don't need to be doing all that because you're going to start worshiping their gods. And what did he start doing? He started... I got Jasmine from uh from another country and she she says she wants to worship her God here. She 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 got the nicest behind out of all my women. So I'm gonna let her do whatever. Uh I have Hi, this Jasmine. girl, she's from another country, and uh she wants to bring her statues here because when she's here, she needs to pray to her God. Well, she give me the best uh sex, so I'm gonna allow her to bring this, and it just kept adding on to it until god was like you kidding me yeah you kid you kidding you me give him an inch you'll take a mile every time and that's where we at right now everybody like oh i can do this a little bit it ain't gonna hurt yeah I'm, i can do this a little bit it ain't gonna hurt oh i can i can do this and then i can get this and i don't gotta work no more oh bad i seen now but everybody see it you got younger women, they basically praying on older men. And then the older men, they praying on the younger women because they know they could take the money. But now it's a situation to where you see it's a joke to finesse the older men. And it's That's how, like the same situation as Solomon to me. <laughs> Ain't nothing new under the sun. <laughs> hey, so Solomon was the sugar daddy. Solomon was getting all the little, all the little hot honeys because he, the old men want the young girls because they can afford to break them off. Uh -huh. The young girls want the old men because they can afford to break them off. Solomon was the richest man ever. He could afford to break me off. Hey. I'm going to Solomon house. <laughs> hey, hey, I ain't never heard that perspective. Solomon. I'm going to Solomon's house. I am not going to Daniel's house. I'm going to Solomon's house. <laughs> So the thing about the difference I will say is this, I'm here, let me not even go there. Anyway, back in the day, right? They had all these wives and they had all these concubines. Everybody knew about each other. Mm -hmm. And the man had to be able to afford to have those things. See, in 2002, nobody knows about each other. And they can't afford to have Susan over here and Michelle over here and Diana over here. It's too so much stress. They can't keep up with it. Now that's the difference to me. 
I would agree. I would agree because then everybody fighting. But I think that the reason why we can't, because I was talking to somebody about this before. They was talking about the whole polygamy thing. And before, probably about five years ago, I used to question it too. I used to be like, it don't say in the Bible, I can't, I can't have X, Y, Z wives. You feel what I'm saying? But it comes down to this. Jesus said that they asked him, they say, what is the, the greatest commandment? What's the greatest law of Moses? He said, thou shalt love God and God only and putting all the gods before him. And thou shalt love your neighbor as you love yourself. Everything else come after that. So if I got you, Susie, Jasmine, Ashley, Tierra, I'm, I'm uh, DMX. It was Linda, Felicia, Brenda, Natisha. If I got all of y'all, I have, I'm not, I'm not showing that I love y'all because if I loved y'all, if I love my neighbor as I love myself, I wouldn't put you in a position to where you have to fight for my love over her. You see what I'm saying? Like I wouldn't put you in a position to where she got to put her in a position to where she got to fight for my love over you. Cause there's no way that I can share myself amongst all y'all evenly. Now I can, I can, I might can have sex with y'all evenly. And you, even can't even do that. you probably can't do that. You feel what I'm saying? You, I probably can't do that. Like you tired. You, you, Don't you, come over you, here tired you, on my night. You're going to be like, yeah. You wasn't tired with Jasmine last night. That, that's what's going to happen. I heard you over there. <laughs> that's literally what's going to happen. You feel what I'm saying? So I got a friend, though. He, he Muslim. So I got a friend. He Muslim. And he told me he got 22 brothers and sisters, and he don't even know them all. His, his father was married. I think he said he, at the time his father had three wives. And so we was talking one day, one day, somebody was like, shoot, I, I wish I was Muslim. He was like, you, he was like, I'm be honest with you. He was like, you have to be prepared for that lifestyle. That's what he said. Like he come from this, like he fathered on oil place point. in Saudi. So we didn't come from that. So we, of today, we're going to fight about that. Like, or maybe not. Like I watch a few shows about sister wives and it's all about keeping it real. It's women out here that will sign up for it. So if that was something that some men are interested in, it's not impossible because I've, I've seen the women, you know, don't come over here and try to make me sign up for it. That's the problem. <laughs> but they there are, everybody sign up for. Yeah, we can't make everybody sign up. But I think back in the biblical days, it was already understood that this is what it is. I'm sure they had some arguments because who don't have arguments in general, period. But also back then, women had less ways of speaking up you know so a lot of stuff was just swept under the rug sis it's just not your night you got your house go take care of your kids that's it but now today's world we're a little bit more vocal but i mean i'm not here for it but i definitely um believe that it's space for it i've seen women that are here for it i think with communication if that's a lifestyle you want you can have it I saw this random video today um, about this subject a little bit, and she gave this scenario that made a lot of sense. She was like, women, we have one egg a month, and men, y'all have thousands of sperms or whatever. And I forgot the number, but she said basically with the amount of sperm that men produce compared to the one egg that we produce, it only, it could take 
it only she said that 30 men can get the whole world of women pregnant with the amount of sperm that they have so technically from the perspective she was coming from biologically you guys are not meant to be polygamous i mean um to be um what's the word i'm looking for um mm -hmm. monogamous i was like damn that does make some sense that is a lot of sperm compared to the one <laughs> to the one egg so you know again hey communicate brother but it gets a, it gets to the point where you you, you see what happened with sarah and hagar though Exactly. Some something's gonna come up. It's just not gonna. Ain't nobody said they had all them wives and it was easy breezy. We just couldn't put all that in the Bible. I'm sure it was going down on the Solomon property. <laughs> Hagar, Hagar was talking, talking to. She was talking this stuff to uh to Sarah. She was. They said she was talking about her, making fun of her, talking about how, how oh she. You the one sent your husband over here, sis. What you what you talking about? You sent him over here. They like. She like. You can't get pregnant. She making fun of her, and then he. It's so funny that you know, you know, sometimes y'all ain't got accountability, you know. So, so Sarah blame it on Abraham, like, so you slept with my servant, and now she talking about me. <laughs> I bet you he was like, you, you told me to do it. Like, what are you talking about? You, you can't told me to with women, you can't get it right. <laughs> right. That's what's up, though. When, when, when we, we understand that why certain things is in place. Like, and, and I think that's like that with a lot of things. I think once you really boil it down to the, the root, mm -hmm. you get into a position where you like, nah, that's, that's Peter, not right. Peter. Peter was like, you know, God say marry. I think he said marry one person, but for me, I'm not, that was not Peter. It was Paul. Paul. He was like, but for me, I'm going to decide not to marry at all because even one wife, will cloud up the assignment for me. Yeah. You know, one wife, I'm trying to do my Lord's job. I'm here to serve my purpose. And one wife will make that, mess that up for me. So again, it's back to each individual is cut from a different cloth. You know, when you when you really have an assignment like Paul did, it's easier for you to not have no wife at all because you got to, you know, stay focused and anything can get you all focused. But when you under uh, understand the assignment and you stick to the assignment, like that takes a lot of strength and it takes a lot of willpower and mm -hmm. every, everybody can't do it. No, real talk. That's why he said, uh, I can do all things through Christ who strengthen me. We think we can use that as a means of, I can do whatever as long as God said I can do it. No, he was saying that this assignment that's on my life, I'm in jail right now because of persecution for preaching the gospel. I want y'all to continue to preach the gospel. But guess yep. what? I'm in jail because of it, but I'm a under, I understand that I can do whatever with Christ. Exactly. Give me one second. My computer looks like it's about to die on me. Let me grab right. my charger really fast. Sorry, right. guys. Virtual break. We on a commercial break? Yeah. I'm 
it on. ready all right we back in action we back so we just discussing how everything different for each person that's basically what we're gonna get to everything different for each person as long as you're in the will of god you understand that how it can work for you and that brings me back to your testimony the things that you went through i know you went through a lot of different challenges to get to where you was by stepping out on faith the way you did. So like, how was you able to get, how was you able to get past all this stuff? Because when you working by yourself, everybody don't know how, everybody can't be an entrepreneur. It just is what it is. Everybody can't, can't get out here every day and, and eat what they kill. That's why you got people that just, they just stay in corporate America. Like, so how was you able to get through 11 years? I am an entrepreneur by nature. I've always been entrepreneurial. Um, my brother and I, we're, 20, we're 22 months apart. So basically two years apart. And I can see my mom and my grandma now like telling me at six years old, blessing, just play with him. All he want to do is play. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not playing. I'm, I'm a businesswoman. I'm over here doing my doll baby's hair. I'm learning how to braid. Like I'm doing something constructive. So for the most part of my life, I've always been a woman who was, or a female or a girl that wanted to do something constructive. I didn't have a lot of time for playing. So it was really in me, to be honest with you. So even when I was working for the last company that I did work for, I just said this on the live last night, like I showed up every day, like it was my own, like I need no supervision. Nobody supervised me. I'm, I'm, you've given, I believe in being fair. You told me what the job was. You told me what the pay was. I agreed to it. As long as the paycheck is on time, I'm going to do the job. And that's just always been my way of doing things. So because I just give 100% pretty much in whatever I do, it was very natural to give 100% for myself. Now, I'm not knocking the person that does need some supervision. I'm not knocking the person that does go to corporate. I'm not knocking the person that does go to work because I am an entrepreneur by nature. It comes easy to me. I enjoy it. But I have a team. And if my team was entrepreneurial mindset, I wouldn't have a team. So everybody can't be the entrepreneur. And that's a blessing. So just be an asset. Wherever you are, be an asset. So where I was working, I was an asset. And as long as you're an asset, you're winning. And that's whether you have your own or for somebody else. Definitely. And you just said setting up a team. I know what changed my mindset I was a little bit younger and I had read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and he broke it down. He say, you got your employees, you got your specialists, your business owners and your investors. And you was able to maneuver through this and get to business owner by setting up systems. How important is it for somebody to understand that they can't do everything? Yeah, you, you can't. The sooner you realize that, the quicker you will be able to grow. Um, I, I would say it can be challenging because I would say when I work more inside of my business and keeping my eye on everything 
things seem to to be better financially like it just accelerates at a faster speed um but you have to just continue you have to be good at putting the right people in the right place and you also need to be good at getting rid of the people that no longer belong Mm. in those positions so one thing i have to work on guys because i'm the business owner i'm the ceo i'm the president they see me they work with me every day i need a buffer so when it's time for me to let somebody go because they're no longer living up to the equation they're not coming to me they don't know me it's 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 not direct to me so i would say as you're growing in your business that's going to be a very strategic part for you is getting that supervisor that your staff reports to so that you the business owner do not have to be that person because a lot of times when you're getting started it could be family it could be friends or you, or for me in general, it's just hard for me to let people go because as a Sagittarius, we're just very loyal people and we'll just take on a lot because we can handle a lot, but it's not fair to have to handle it. But if you have that buffer, that supervisor person, that is their job. If other people aren't doing their job, handle it accordingly. But systems are a must, definitely. And, the, and, and figure those out from the beginning. So one issue that we're having now is my company, I'm we're speaking with our clients and we're scheduling to see doctors and we're scheduling to see attorneys mission accomplished we made our commission but we have lost the bag for years because we haven't been getting folks emails Mm. continue to market to them because these people are getting in more accidents or their mama getting in the accident it might be two years down the line and know a random person that gets in the accident so we should have had email systems in place that from 11 years ago to now, we have been emailing you that if you ever have any accident situation going on, we are the people that you call. So just coming up with those kind of things in the beginning of your business. Um, so every day you don't have to make a new sale. Just let your sales continue to work for you. No, for real though, because you real though, you know if you miss if you drop the ball you know, on one thing. If you drop the ball on one thing. What is going on? Hold on. I heard some little echo or something. Is it working now? Yeah, I didn't hear the echo. No, it was on my end. I don't know what was going okay. on. I had to just, I just, I don't know. Anyway, but if you mess up one thing, trying to do everything yourself, that can be five to $10,000. Because not following up with a client, we know that it's easy to, to obtain business through leads. But the most important lead comes from a recurring customer. So you just said emails weren't going out, followers weren't being going out. So how was you able to, to find out what that problem was and fix it quickly? Um. Yeah, it wasn't a quick thing. It was years later because like you comfortable being comfortable is one of the worst things that can happen to anybody so again that front end money was just so plentiful that nobody cared about the back end money nobody was thinking about the back end money when i say nobody especially me because it's my business um so yeah just after i started getting in different rooms and getting into these um these um masterminds with people who really do business like i said i've been always been entrepreneurial so a lot of times when you're an entrepreneur you're not 
you know how to hustle, basically. You're, you're a hustler. And when you're a hustler, you're not always savvy. You're not always business savvy. You know how to get the job done. You know how to generate money, but you're not systems is the bag. So just getting around people that were running professional businesses, it just opened up my eyes. And I'm a quick learner. You show me something that makes sense. You ain't got to tell me too many times. We're going to start getting the job done. You're going back to that so environment piece again. In the room, speaking to going back to that environment piece again. Yep, back is environment. I don't know what's going on with this. I don't know. The devil working today. I don't know. Devil, you better get from around here. He ain't trying to. I done switched to the Wi-Fi to my phone. I went back to the. I don't know. We ain't about to worry about it though. Because you just hit something. You talking about environment. You talking about team building. There's a lot of things that as African-Americans, we shy away from. I was just telling somebody the other day that I was like, they was asking me a question about their business. They was coming to me. I'm getting a consultant a little bit more. And they was asking me questions. And I was like, do you got a coach? They was like, I'm not paying no coach. I was like, why not? They was like, what am I paying a coach for? I was like, have you ever seen a football player go play in the Super Bowl without a coach? They was like, no, but that's what they that's what they have it for. I said, so you don't think Mark Cuban got a coach? You don't think Bill Gates got somebody that he has to be accountable to? You don't think that these people that you look up to in business, they have somebody in position to make sure that they're making the right decisions or telling them what to do next? You don't think they have? You, you think they're just doing it by themselves? You just Elon Musk because he woke up today. No, that's not how it works. You put different people in position so you set up a fortress. The Bible tells us that too. He said, when you set up a fortress, can't lose. Period. Jesus said, you set up, who would go to war? Who would wage war without having a plan first? So if you don't set up these systems, you don't set up these, uh, you don't be in these environments with other like-minded people, you're going to lose. Or you're going to be mediocre. Or you're going to be just as good as you can be. So if you just you made a million dollars by yourself is you, your cousin, your aunt, your mama, cousin Pookie. Y'all just making it happen. Imagine how y'all can make something happen when y'all have somebody to come in there that's looking from the outside, looking in and be like, nope, this got to go. This got to go. Why y'all doing this? Why y'all paying for this? This is cost too much. They're gonna if you made a meal, you could have definitely made three mil with some coaching. Like easy money, like easy money. I was uh, talking to somebody who said they paid $55,000 for a mastermind and they said they got the money back the next month. I said, the next month? He was like, yeah, the next month. I was like, well, would I get my 55 to spend? <laughs> I know where I'm going. I'm like, hey, I, get, I know where I'm going because you, you know that I can't do this by myself. It's not going to happen. We have small businesses because we don't seek counsel. The Bible says seek counsel. And if we don't ever seek counsel, we're going to still be in the same position. We're going to still have no funding, complaining about nobody want to give us no money. Still complaining that the banks don't lend to us. Still complaining that the venture capital companies not providing for us. 
Is my thing still echoing or something? Um, it went out for one second, but I can hear you overall. All right, cool. I don't know what's going on, but we ain't gonna worry about it. So never commercial break. Yeah, I'm gonna just commercial break right here. <laughs> Cause I don't know what, what the devil doing. But you so you uh get to your event a little bit. What made you start doing the matching event? So I have probably that same $55,000 coach that you just referenced. And um, we were at a mastermind and he said, I need you guys to come up with an event, something that you can do and put your own sauce on it and charge more than you've ever charged before because the same amount of work that it takes to do something small takes the same amount of work it, to do something big. So stop doing small things and just put the energy into big things. And so I was thinking like, what do I enjoy? What do I want to, to leave my mark? What is it that I want to bring to the people? And that is how we came up with the Billionaire Business Bash. So it started out as just a event. It was at, the first one was on my birthday. And and it's a two-day event, and the goal was just to sit down with business owners and just help them mastermind their first quarter of 2022 um, when it came to what they want to do financially and what that really looked like to hit those goals. Like each one of us sat down and we talked about the products we need to sell, if we didn't have the products, what type we need to create, um, what kind of services we need to do, how many of each we need to um to do, to sell to our customers to make these numbers a reality. And then um, also we had a content day. So we're at the mansion, which is living a luxurious lifestyle. We're manifesting, we're um, meditating. We had a meditating session. We had a spiritual advisor there who did numbers and was just letting people know what their life paths were based on their, on their numbers. So it was a really full event. Um, and we really got off to a great start for having some clarity um for 2022 and just having content so much content created that you know that stops a lot of people from posting because they just don't know what to post and when to post and how to post so by being at the mansion i wanted them to just be able to get as much as they possibly could i wanted them to fill the vision board like every year you know we get our vision boards together for 2020 next year and i was just like let's take it a step further like let's really get in the, the house of our dreams let's really get in the car of our dreams let's really manifest with men and women that you might want to make six figures this year i make multiple six figures i want to make a million this year so let me get some millionaires in the room so we can really see what it's like and start embodying it and like you guys said how do i change you change your environment <clears throat> so I wanted to, excuse me, guys, to change their environment. And that's exactly what we did. And after seeing what we were able to do that first event and for the first quarter, I'm like, well, it only makes sense to do it again for the second quarter, the third quarter, and the fourth quarter. So we can come together at the end of the year and see how much we've accomplished. That's what's up. So when is your, uh, when is your next event? So the next one coming up is going to be here in Atlanta, and it's going to be April the 9th and the 10th. 
Okay. So if you guys don't mind, you can follow me on, depending on when the show airs, the tickets might be live or currently there's a wait list available. Um, is the blessing, no G, the blessing attitudes. If that's something you're interested in, you can sign up for the wait list and we'll start emailing you some information as we get closer to April the 9th and 10th. I know. Make sure y'all y'all tap in with blessing because know, make sure y'all y'all tap in with blessing because this, I seen the recap from the last event and it just was I seen the recap from the last event and it just was yes yeah, so we need you we need you to be in the building Lamont we need yeah, you I'm gonna be there I'm gonna be there I'm gonna be down yeah, I'm gonna be there I'm check it out there. I'm gonna be down there come on check down. it out so wrapping up everything so wrapping up everything where would you say you see yourself in the next five years. Oh, in the next five years, I see my, that means my son will be eight. And I see us um, just billionaires. <laughs> Let me be more strategic. But yeah, my, my ultimate goal for my son and I is to travel the world. I see him having a tutor. I want him to actually be able to get life experiences and just live a non-traditional life. Um, I see myself almost finished with law school and actually being an attorney. Um, I see myself just helping so many entrepreneurs along the way in their journey and, and just helping them reach their goals. But, um, you know, I work, I work already very hard to create a life of my dreams and I'm so blessed. And I just see it just getting better and better in five years. Like I see myself married. <laughs> Like God is just so good. So I'm just here for the overflow. Um, so I don't know if you wanted me to answer that in numbers, but realistically, it's just the freedom for me. It's just the freedom to go and come as I please. Amen. 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 What are some things that you would tell somebody who was in your position at 20? You said 22, correct? 22. 22. You stepped out on faith. What would you tell that young lady? If you ran into that 22-year-old you, what would you tell her about how to prepare for the future and what she needs to do to put herself in a position? Sis, assets. Assets. When you have extra money, I want you to get the purse. I want you to have some fun because we deserve those things. But with the money you're making, sis, you should have property. I need you to invest in stocks. Crypto wasn't a thing then. So at least some property um, and some stocks for sure, you know, minimum. I just would tell my younger self to do a better job of investing. So making money, my company made regrossed a half a million dollars last year. But if you're not putting that money to work, you're really not doing a good job with your money. So um, that's like we talked about with the talents. When he gave the man 10, you need to come back with 20. That's what you want to start doing with your money. Um, so I do see a change happening. I'm working with a lot of young women. Don't know how old you are, Lamont, but they are so serious about creating a revenue and reinvesting into assets and having that money grow for them. I'm not old. I'm 35, so I got plenty of time. But if I could tell my younger self anything, um, because I, I really got on track with God at that age anyway, so that was already done. But now just how to definitely be more of a smart investor with the funds. 
Uh, we all got to be better investors. I think uh, people don't understand compound interest. And that's why they don't really, they think they can save or they think they got time. Mm-hmm. But when you pay attention to compound interest, if I put $100 into a jar for 20 years, it's only going to be whatever it is. But if I take that same $100 and I put it into some small like the S&P 500, it's going to grow. We're going to do the calculation so they can see what it is. If y'all ever want to get to know what y'all can make off investing, you can go to the IRS. Well, not the IRS. The gov- it's a government site for compound interest calculator. I'm about to get y'all the exact site right now. It's investor.gov. And you can get the compound interest calculator. So we're going to put $100 is the initial investment. Monthly contribution is $100. The length is 20 years at the average interest rate of 8%, because that's going to be average 8%. So that same $100, if you do this for 20 years, it's only going to be $20,000 if you do this for 20 years. But if you put it in the S&P 500, it's gonna be 55,000, just simply putting away $100. So let's say you do $1,000, $1,000 a month. That $1,000 is only gonna be around 230,000, but it's gonna be 55, 555000 if you invested into the S&P 500 at 8% average interest rate. Nice. So make sure y'all understand investing. Make sure you understand compound interest. Some people like property. Some people like stock. This crypto thing just came into play. NFTs. I think that's going to be another way to go. Something else y'all might want to invest in is the blockchain itself. Ethereum is probably the best one to me. I don't know if you know about crypto, but Ethereum, crazy. You get on the donut app. Matter of fact, I'm going to leave the donut link at the, at the bottom of this. The donut app is the number one thing to invest in right now. Because if you invest your money in a donut app, sometimes they'll double your money. But what it's doing is investing into the infrastructure of cryptocurrency, period. So it's investing into the blockchain. So it's setting up insurance. It's setting up... uh banks is setting up different programs around the blockchain and you're going to get your money back guaranteed. And it's going to be, it's probably going to be over 200% when it's all said and done. So appreciate you for coming on, talking to us. Is anything else you want to tell the audience? No, I mean, we covered a lot. Um, The mic is giving us some issues, but we covered a lot so I, it's just been a blast, like having these conversations with like minds, cause I can go on all night, like just talking about God, talking about Jesus, how good he is. Um, I can go on and on. So thank you so very much for having me on the God is my source podcast. I would love to be back. You guys make sure you follow me and let's tap in. And thank you so much again for the opportunity. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Appreciate you for Coming on here again. Where can they find you again? Coming on here again. Where can they find you again? You guys can find me 
I'm on social media. Pretty much Instagram is the one I'm most active on. And that's going to be the, the word D T H E blessing B L E S S I N attitudes, A T T I T U D E S at the blessing attitudes. All right. Make sure y'all follow her. Tap in with her. She has a lot of different programs. Take advantage of and she can help you take advantage of. So appreciate you for coming on the God is My Source podcast. God, money, health, family, and relationships. I want to ask you, could you pray us out? I sure can. Yes, dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this opportunity for us to come together in fellowship. Like Lamont mentioned, we may not be in a church building, but whenever we can get together, and talk about you, your goodness, your your mercy, your faithfulness, Lord. It's just an opportunity to have church. For all the listeners, thank you guys for tuning in and supporting Lamont on a regular basis. Thank you for tuning in and letting me speak to you this time around. I pray that God blesses you with every single thing that you desire because he is really capable of doing so. All he needs you to do is believe that you can receive that is the part that you are responsible for. I just ask that God continue to bless us abundantly. I just ask that when problems and situations do come our way, that we know it's not a punishment, but it's just a part of life. And because we have God and because we have Christ on our side, that we will get through this and we will get through it better. And there will be a testimony because we can't really give a word if we don't go through things. There's no message without any mess. There's no testimony without any test. So we just thank you, God, again, for just bringing us together. We love you, Lord. We love the community. Thank you so much. And may God continue to bless us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Appreciate that prayer. Appreciate amen. you for everything you do. Thank y'all for talking on the God's My Source podcast. See y'all next time. Thank y'all for talking on the God's My Source podcast. See y'all next time. Peace.